0: hello hello everyone you are listening to the success palette a place to discuss everything that you were not taught in school about how to be successful in the arts i'm your host, soda and today we are going to talk about our why as creatives why we create and how that can help us get out of our comfort zone So to help me out with that, I have invited Claire Garner, who is a motivational speaker, primarily for women, but anyone can benefit from her wisdom. So Claire, tell us a little bit about your story and how you were able to come out of your comfort zone to reach your goals.
1: Mm, Yeah, sure. And thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here. And my purpose in life is to empower as many women as possible. So... Yeah, really grateful to be able to touch some lives in your space. Um, So, yeah, I'll just give you a little bit of a background for my story. So it's one of adversity to abundance. Okay, so I was not born into a silver spoon. I was not born with any kind of... um, uh, silver plate in my life. It was very much the opposite. Um Grew up in a tiny little seaside town in in North Devon in England, right? So if you're not in England, you won't even know where I'm talking about. It's like that minute. And it was one of those places where aspirations, ambitions were not big, to say the least. It was very much you get what you're given, you make do. Um, and it was very much the kind of the survival mindset, right? The The um, poverty mindset of this is our lot. This is the cards that we've been dealt. This is my life. And for me, as a young kid, kind of early teenager, I always knew. I always knew inside that I was meant for something more. That I was meant for something bigger, brighter, better, right? But the world around me was very quick to put that light out. They were very quick to say who the hell do you think you are who are you to think that you can be something you you left school at 16 you know who you can't do that that's not for people like us like you and so that light was dimmed for a long long time and even though I felt it I felt the yearning I felt the burning, the knowing that I was meant for more, that I wasn't here for ordinary, that I was somehow meant for extraordinary. I just didn't know how. And life threw me a curveball when at 18, I got in an abusive relationship for the next 15 years. And my life story then really consists of coming home from high level meetings, stepping out into that entrepreneurial world feeling like i was finally amounting to something right feeling like i was finally forging this path to feeling afraid to open my own front door and what happened is year after year it felt like there was a bit less of me it felt like my dreams were being ripped away from me like i had no control in my destiny it was just like it was out of reach Until my daughter's 13th birthday, where she was opening her presents surrounded by packing boxes, as I finally mustered up the courage to leave. And it was in that moment that I realized that I needed to lead by example, I needed to be the role model for my girls because I wanted them to believe that they could have a life of their dreams. And that it wasn't just possible, that it was inevitable and that they could make them their reality. And so I lent into the fear and I transmuted it to feed the yearning and to ignite the burning and to become the person that I was here to be. And that's the life of a visionary, right? And this is what I'm so passionate about, empowering others to do, to lean into that fear to transmute it as your fuel and to project you into the life that you're truly here to live
0: that hit me really really hard especially as someone who you know did i i came from a very abusive um childhood and i've always felt that if i didn't get noticed then i wouldn't have to go through the abuse so i i made myself unnoticeable i made myself invisible for so long and a lot of us in the arts we are scared to kind of show up what are some of the ways that we can kind of slowly step out because i know if you suddenly speaking in front of millions of people it might be a little nerve-wracking but can you talk about some of the ways we can slowly get out of that invisible mindset
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so, (laughs) there's so much kind of unpacking to be done, right? But it all starts with your, well, there's three points that I really want to touch on. So your big why, your purpose, and then transmuting the fear. So I'll start with the big why. So no matter what industry you're in, no matter what your gifts are, what you're here to do in the world, right? It doesn't matter your channel of how you do it, whether it's writing, whether it's painting, whether it's talking, you know, whatever it is, I believe everyone is here for a reason. Everyone is here to fulfill a certain purpose. Now, your why, that purpose has to be so full body powerful, all encompassing, all overwhelming, because if that why is not big enough, it will not be able to combat the imposter syndrome. It will not be able to combat the fear of failure. It won't be able to combat the fear of rejection, the fear of criticism, all of these obstacles that you will inevitably get as you grow, as you expand, as you put yourself out there. So your why needs to be your anchor. It needs to be your North Star, your compass. It needs to be the reason behind every single thing that you do. And it needs to be so important to every essence of your being that you are willing to get uncomfortable, that you're willing to put yourself out there, to have stones thrown at you because inevitably you will not be for everyone. No one is for everyone. And you will only achieve a level of success says that you are able to allow the level of criticism and the level of failure because you no one is an overnight success. You know, there are many, many, many failures in the background. I've failed more times than most people have even tried. And that's why I'm successful, because I get up and I go again. And I know that my purpose is so important that nothing will knock me down for good. I will always keep trying because it's my magnet. It's my pull. It's why my soul came to this world. So The first thing to get really clear on is your why not the big house, not the status, not the car, those are all great. And I am an advocate of abundance and wealth. And if you want nice things, go for it. I love that female empowerment wealth. Hell yes. But that is not a big enough why to overcome the hurdles to overcome the obstacles. So what is the why for your soul? So I'll give you an example for me it is to empower as many women as i possibly can in my life to stop making do to stop settling to stop sacrificing their dreams for the life that they have and to start playing big to start following what they truly know inside that they're here for because when you know that you're here for something bigger better brighter you know you know there's you can't explain it to anyone you just know and those are the people that i'm passionate about making sure you don't give that put that to waste right don't waste it because your soul is here to fulfill it so that's my
0: first my first step yeah i completely agree with purpose being the biggest driver and that's what's helped me but i know that a lot of the people who I've talked with in my community, especially in my art group, have told me that they feel stuck because they don't know their why and haven't been able to figure out. So they feel that they don't deserve to step out and show their work. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how we can discover our why, especially for those of us who have been in survival mode for so long. You know, we're just all about surviving. We don't think about why as much.
1: Yeah, I love that. And that's really, really important. And I was that person, right? I didn't know my why. And that's part of the reason why it took me 10 years to start my first business, because I didn't know what I was meant to do. I was like, what if I get this wrong? You know, what if this is not the right thing? And I knew that I was meant to be something, to be someone, but I didn't know what I would, you know, what that looked like, what I was meant to do. And so what happens is we kind of end up using that as an excuse to not take any action because it's just that fear of getting it wrong. And the fact of the matter is, is if you don't know your why now, the path will be shown as you take action, as you move forwards. But it's very hard to know your why if you're sitting around wondering what it is. And the clearest way that you will get that is to start moving. Make a move, do something, and it will either feel good or it won't. And if it doesn't, then look to a different avenue, look to a different path, look to what lights you up. I would say your why is within you, right? It's not something that you need to create. It's something that is within you already. You just need to really connect with yourself, with your intuition, with your soul, with your, you know, whatever you want to call it, your spirit. Connect with that divine energy source within us all and feel into it. Like I always knew when I was at school, (laughs) I was always told that um, the one thing I was the most passionate about was the thing that I should be the most worried about. It was the thing that would hinder me the most. It was the thing that would hold me back the most. And that was talking. Always a talker. Always talking, right? In lessons, in detention, like all the time, talk talk, talk. And obviously at school, that's not what the teachers wanted. But I had it drilled into me that my gift was something that was not a gift. It was something that was a hindrance. It was something that would um, like block my journey. And so when you're looking at what is my why, think back to your childhood. Think back to what was it that I was always really passionate about or good at if you knew that you were good at the time. I didn't know I was good at talking, I just knew I loved it. (laughs) And that will give you clues. You know, the universe leaves you clues everywhere. And then look at your hurdles, look at your mountains. So your why can change over time. So for me, my why before I was in an abusive relationship has always been about empowering women. But it was in a very different way when I was in an abusive relationship, obviously, because I was not empowered myself. So I was just doing what I could at the time with who I was at the time. Now, my why is on a much bigger scale, because I am a different version of me, I have healed i've overcome my mountains that's not to say there won't be more but you know that particular mountain i've overcome and i can now stand on the other side and i can help others navigate that so think about your mountains think about your hurdles and think about your natural gifts you know if you've always been good at writing then your why is to share your message with the world through your writing if it's you know art and that's something that you've always. I actually used to be really good at art when I was a kid, but it just wasn't a passion for me. But if that's something that you're passionate about, and something that lights up your whole body, that's what you're meant to do. If you desire to do something, it's because you're meant for it. You're meant to follow that path. What lights
0: you up? That's such a good point that it doesn't always have to be this. I'm going to change the world or whatever. It could just be sharing something that you love to do. And what are some of the things that I know, I know you, you like talking, but what are some of the other things that you love to do that have helped you in your, cause I know you have several successful businesses and I would love to hear about some of the things you love to do that you've implemented in creating those businesses.
1: Mm. So for me, it's about connecting with your core values. OK, so my core values are fun, freedom and fulfillment. They are free non-negotiables for me. So no matter what I do in any industry, in any business, in in even in my personal life, if it doesn't give me fun, freedom or fulfillment, I'm out. <laughs> it's like it's just a no, because I no longer subscribe to doing things that people tell me I have to do or that I should do or that, you know, I'm meant to do. I get to choose what I do, whether I want to do it. It's up to me, just as it's up to you. You don't have to do anything. You are the CEO of your life, no matter what you do, no matter, you know, what your role is. You are the CEO of your life. You get to hire and fire. You get to write your story, what it's going to look like. You get to dictate how the journey goes, ultimately, and we can give our power away to so many things to so many people to our circumstances to our ecology to our upbringing to this that the other, but ultimately, it's all down to us. So fun, freedom and fulfillment are my core values. So the first thing I would say is figure out your core values, what are they, and integrate those into everything that you do. Because I have three businesses at the moment, I'm birthing a fourth and potentially a fifth as well. So I I have I'm a multi passionate, right? I have lots of different interests, but they all come under empowerment and they all provide fun, freedom and fulfillment. So I have a corporate business I delegate in it. I stay in my five percent area of genius, which is communication, relationship building, being the brand, being the vision, the rest. I delegate to the team because I learn how to trust and let go. That business gives me fun, freedom and fulfillment, gives me fun to do whatever I want to do in my personal life, gives me the freedom to do that. And it fulfills me knowing that I'm helping not only my team, but my clients. I have a crystal business, so we sell ethically sourced crystals, which we're now looking to scale on a a quantum level, something I've never done before. Like we're talking. This is me out of my comfort zone. Right. But I love crystals. They helped me heal from my abusive relationship. They helped me manifest my first six figures in my first business. They helped me do so many things. And we're not talking about crystals, but they, they helped me so much. I'm so passionate about them. That business gives me fun, freedom and fulfillment. And what I love about that business is my eldest daughter now runs it. So it's like I get to now watch her step into her light and step into her power and Really embrace who she wants to be in the world. She's 17, right? The amount of, uh, criticism I got for her not being in college or going to uni because she wanted to be an entrepreneur to follow her mom. Who am I to say no? You know, look at me. I left school at 16, but I get, I get to watch my daughter do that. And that's something that I'm so, so proud of. And then obviously my third business, which is Phoenix, which encompasses a lot of things. Um, So coaching, online courses, speaking, Um, and also we're building retreats for next year. So all about female empowerment, okay? All about empowering female entrepreneurs to step into their light, embrace their gifts, embrace their spirituality, embrace their divine feminine, embrace who they're here to be, and become that visionary. So the the three main things there are your core values. What are they? And then look at anything that you want to do, or that you are doing already, does it give you those three? If not, it's time to reassess.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to have to pick your brain about crystals after because I also <laughs> love, love me some crystals. Um, What are some what are your social? Do you have them on social media or where could we find you? Yes,
1: Yeah, I can give you the links after. But we have the website is Full Moon Crystals. Um, Instagram is dot moon dot crystals 21 because that's like all we could have um (laughs) but uh yeah I can give you the links
0: to those after perfect I will put those in because I will nerd I could just talk like for hours about (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I'm I'm planning on doing a full episode about crystals and creativity so well we'll have to reconnect (laughs) and I I love what you said about being the CEO of your own life because that's something that I tell myself a lot and I think about some of these successful CEOs during the pandemic and how they were able to adapt when things went awry what are some of the ways that you've been able to use adapting in order to succeed in your in your passions and career
1: I think adapting is an interesting word and I think for me I've never really classed myself as a an innovator. Okay, so I when I remember being like a teenager and always saying out loud, you know, I'm not an innovator. Like I can't I'm not going to think of like creating a camera. Right. I'm not going to think of creating like a telly. Like I'm not one of those like inventors. And so I think we can get caught up in that thought process of we have to reinvent the wheel. And we don't have to reinvent the wheel, because the fact of the matter is, is that you are here to help certain people. I'm here to help certain people. You're here to help certain people. Everyone listening is here to help certain people, in in my opinion. And so you can be doing exactly the same as what someone, you know, beside you is doing. But you will attract different people because you have your, your own unique frequency, your own unique gifts, your own unique story. You could be doing it. You know, it's the whole reason of why two people can go and watch a film together and they come out one loved it one hated it because everyone has their own different realities everyone has their own different perceptions their own based on their own journeys right so in regards to adaption i don't think you need to be in my opinion i don't think you need to be too kind of worried about that i think just stay true to what you're here to do You don't have to know every step of the way. The way will be shown. You just have to move. You just have to see the next step. Because if you're always moving towards the next step, the rest of them will reveal themselves. So for me, I have a North Star. I have my next step. And the rest I release to the universe. And I trust that it will be given to me once I'm ready for that next level. So in regards to adaption, yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a little bit on the fence about that word, Um and I think just focus on you. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Stay in your lane. Focus on your North Star. Focus on your purpose. Focus on your big why, and the path will be shown. Your job is to take aligned action to move you closer to that North Star. That's it. Don't worry about the rest.
0: Yeah, the reason I asked about kind of um adoption, uh, uh, being adaptable is because earlier you were talking about core values and how important it is. And I know right now uh, there are a lot of genres and communities and platforms and such that are being canceled. Um I was on, I was very successful on a platform that ended up going against my core beliefs and... I had to think about again, reassess what are my values. And I, it, <laughs> it was, it was hard. It felt like I was grieving something when it didn't work out. So I want to talk about kind of failures and how you deal with these situations where you end up having these, these setbacks and how you kind of get through that and don't let it affect your vision and go back into that small person that you used to be.
1: Mm, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, so um important a topic because failure is part of success, right? No one achieves success without failing. And if you're not willing to fail, then you're not willing to achieve success because you can't, you can't have one without the other. It's the law of duality, right? They just don't exist on their own singularly. So what you're talking about there, um, resonates with me a lot, and I'll just give you an example. So for me, uh, I pivoted my Instagram handle, my my main Instagram handle earlier this year, okay, so it used to be for my crystal business, and then when I birthed Phoenix for whatever reason, whatever divine reason, be unknown to me, um I decided to use that same account and to just you know change my messaging on it. Now, obviously with algorithms, (laughs) it doesn't always like change. And so I went from 10k followers down to seven and I would get stuck. Like my re, like my views went from thousands to like lucky if I hit 10, right? We're talking like drastic change. And for quite a while, I did get sucked into that mindset of I would wake up in the morning. I would look at my phone. My nervous system would be completely. Completely shot. It was like that fight or flight, right? It was like, oh, everyone hates me. And I would wake up with the feeling how many people have loved me today. And I would look at my followers. And sometimes I would cry. And I would it would make me relive all of those feelings of rejection, of not being good enough. Why don't people like me? You know, I'm just trying to help people. Why don't they want me? You know, all of this like healing wound stuff that it brought back up to me. And that hit me for a good couple of months because I'm human. OK, we're all human and we all have triggers. We all have traumas and we're never healed. We're just healing. We're just doing the best that we can as we heal. No one's ever fully healed, that just doesn't exist. And so I finally realized that. Claire, hang on a minute. You've built two six figure businesses outside of Instagram, this is not the end of the world. You know how to grow a business, you know how you can help people, you know how you can reach people. These are just not your people. And it took that mindset shift to really kick me out of that. And what I actually did then is I took back control and I actively went into my followers and deleted people, didn't know them just if if the if I I swear to God, I would just scroll. And if I just landed on something I wouldn't even look at their profile. If I just didn't resonate, I just deleted them. Because I needed to take back that control. Because it wasn't people leaving me. It was me making space for my right people. And we have to sometimes release in order to allow right we have to release maybe people that are no longer meant for us, maybe people that are holding us back, maybe clients that are not aligned with us, um, you know, opportunities that don't resonate with us, all of this stuff. Sometimes we have to release that in order to move forwards. And so it's the mindset shift of what you can deem as a failure in the first instance, or rejection, or, you know, all of these narratives. What am I being taught here? what is the lesson here and for me it was about release because i was always the the control freak right i was always like i need to control everything and it was in that surrender that came my serenity it was in that surrender that came my sense of safety that came my ease of mind didn't impact my income because i was already making the income my income has never come from my followers. That was not even part of the thing. It was just like the sense that it gave me of being a failure, of for whatever reason, being rejected. And so when these things happen, it's looking for the lesson. What is the lesson that I need to learn here? Because that is what you need to know to get to the next stage of you. You can't become who you want to be until you learn this lesson and every, failure that you have, I mean, I don't even believe in the word failure, the only failure is not to try, right? Because then you never even know. But the only failure that we deem as that because of whatever outcome we've placed on it that we desire, that's all that it is, it either matches that or it doesn't. So whatever we deem as that failure, what is the lesson? What is the lesson in this failure? Because when you learn that, that's when the next opportunity will show up. That's when the healing will take place. That's when you will start to become the next version of you. Because the person that you want to be, like you're here and they're here. And you have to bridge that gap. And the only way to bridge that gap is by slowly embodying Different layers of their identity and that means learning things that they know that means overcoming things that they've overcome That means having different perceptions that they've learned through all of the failures that you need to go through
0: That gave me goosebumps to think about I Now I I think about all my failures in the past and how much I learned from them so I, I love that and I know we only have about 10 minutes left before you need to get going but I had just two quick questions. One is how, for for those who are starting to see success and feeling plateaued though, what are some ways that they can push themselves to get out of that plateau mode and continue to grow?
1: Mm, So plateau is a form of self-sabotage. It's that uncertainty, right, of... Oh, I don't really know what I want to do next, so I'll do nothing at all. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to stay where I am until I feel more ready or until I have more, more certainty. And the fact is that never happens. It's, it's a form of self-sabotage of your subconscious keeping you exactly where you are because this is your new safety zone. This is your new comfort zone. And so to get out of that plateau, we have to stretch that comfort zone, right? So I like to think of it as like a bubble, like your paradigm is your bubble that you are in. And if you're plateaued, This is your subconscious saying, I want to stay in this bubble. I don't want to move anywhere. And so what we have to do is just slowly stretch that. Because if you try and just break it, it just rebuilds and brings you right back in. You can't do that. You just have to stretch it until a new bubble has formed. And so the way that we do that is by, again, looking at the next step. What is one thing, one thing that you can do today to take you closer to your North Star? to take you close to that doesn't have to be a big thing. But one thing that you've been putting off one thing that you know, you want to do that you're meant to do, because the thing that scares you the most is the thing that you're that is meant for you the most, right? Fear is the same as excitement in our body. It knows no difference. It's only your breath. And so what you need to do is really lean into that fear and use it as your fuel. Because that is the it's the roadblock. It's the It's the wall between you and where you want to be. And the only way you get to where you want to be is by jumping over that wall or smashing through it. So just start to take away the bricks. Start to take away the bricks one at a time. And that is by doing one thing at a time, one step at a time. Don't think about, you know, the gap between where I am now and where I want to be is like a million pounds. Think about, okay, maybe how can I... I don't know, make an extra 10K next month. How can I get in front of 10 more people next week? What You know, what, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, what is a smaller goal that you can start to now move towards? Because it's the compound effect, right? It's the incremental steps from now to where you want to be. That's how you get there. And that's when you wake up suddenly and you're like, I've quantum leaked. My whole world has changed. When the real facts of the matter is you've been working on this for the last five years, it's just like you suddenly wake up and you're like, everything has changed. Yeah, it feels like everything has changed. But actually, you've been making those changes incrementally for the last however long since you started consciously being aware of it, right? So yeah, to get out of that plateau, just stretch the bubble. Just take away one brick at a time by looking at your next tangible, real, I don't like the word realistic, but your next, um, what's a better word that we can use? Like achievable goal. Don't make it unachievable because sometimes your subconscious will just reject it because it just seems too far away. So what is your next achievable goal that you can work towards? And focus on that because then you'll have less cognitive dissonance. You're less likely to self-sabotage it. And you're less likely to kind of get in your own way.
0: That actually also kind of answers my last question I wanted to ask, but it kind of goes along with it. I know a lot of people do understand that they, they need to take that, that step out of their comfort zone, but they don't know how to. Do you have any resources or tips on how we can get help in that process of getting over this, this fear of stepping out of our comfort zone. And also any last thoughts before we end?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, And actually perfect timing because I literally just this morning finished making it. So I had now have um, a real low ticket offer is 33 pounds as an introductory um, price to learn how to actually transmute your fear. So learn the science behind it, become aware of how it shows up. And then there's some tangible actionable tools that you can start implementing into your life, into your business right now to get it out of the way right to smash through that brick wall, to start moving those bricks to start using it as your fuel to propel you into the future that you want so i can give you the link for that um yes yeah, 33 pound it's valued at 250 and it's lifetime access you get it for forever and it's it's one of those things that you don't know you need it until you until you do the work and then you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> so I would love to, um, yeah, to share that with everyone. And I think just a last message that I would love to share would just be to believe in yourself, to believe that your dreams were given to you for a reason, because you are the only person that is able to live them, that is able to materialize them, that is able to fulfill them. That is why they don't make sense to anyone else because they're only meant for you. So don't take advice from anyone who is not living the life that you want because they haven't been where you need to get to. They don't have the tools. They don't have the experience. They haven't been on that journey to offer you any kind of sound advice that is going to be helpful to you. So put your earplugs in to anyone that is not on that journey and already living that life and follow your dreams. Follow your North Star and believe it is all possible because whatever you believe is what will be true to you.
0: I love that statement. Whatever you believe will be true to you. And if if you don't believe in yourself, how could you expect others to believe in you too? So that was really powerful for me. I personally needed to hear everything that you said today. So I am extremely grateful that you were able to meet and up with me. And of course, me. thank you to everyone who tuned into this week's episode of the Success Palette about finding our why as creatives. For social links and additional bonus episodes, go to thesuccesspalette.com. Thank you, and make it a successful week.